I'm still drinking my coffee. I'm still getting like heated up for the day. The the I, coffee's I, still you know getting to all the the outer rims of my my body to to uh transport the caffeine to those locations. I see. I see. I got oh so I got it, you can see it in like the bottom left. These two. Let me move the mic a little bit. These nope that didn't help. Nope. Those two big boxes. You see them? Yes. So I got those yesterday. And they're from a Kickstarter that I, I like, uh, put money into. And it was over a year and a half ago. I I paid for the Kickstarter in August, like early August of 2019. And I remember okay. it, was, it was at the end of our vacation. And ben, I was with Ben. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And so I did it. And I bought I bought this one perk for it. And it came in yesterday, and it was so cool. And what it is, it's that's, that's got to be so satisfying. Like, it's super delay. because yeah, and, and like during this this year and a half period where I didn't like have the game because how Kickstarter works is the the person creating the Kickstarter they present their idea, they say, hey, if we reach this goal, we'll make this product and ship it to you. Now this Dice Throne was the one I got, and they raised like three, four, five million dollars. They really beat their goals so they and so once they hit that goal they started going through the phases of creating the product. And so I had a bunch of updates throughout the beginning of my pledge to the end of, you know, yesterday. Like, I think I'm at like update 46 or 47 right now. So they kept on sending us updates of like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Or, oh, the shipping is having some troubles in this area. Or we had to make some changes to this, the design here. And so like, I was along for the process of them creating this game, which was really cool. And yeah, yeah, then when you then when you finally get it, it's like wow, that's that's really cool. Because, at least for this particular game, it it's two different games. I got so there's Dice Throne Season One and Dice Throne Season Two. I have all of the Dice Throne Season Two characters. There's eight of them. I have all four boxes of all eight characters. Dice Throne mm -hmm. Season One, the like art, the previous art for it was very outdated. So I bought, uh, they, they did this, I bought all of season one with updated art for the characters plus two additional characters. So now I have eight characters from season one. So 16 total playable characters. And there's a bunch of ways to play this game. You can go 1v1, you can go 2v2, you can do 2v1, you can do 3v1. Like there's a bunch of different ways you can play the game in terms of using these characters. And it is a really fun game. It's, it's, it is a dice-oriented game. You roll dice to see what abilities you can use. You upgrade your cards, and it, it's a lot of fun. But the cool thing they did, the the other game, the, the main reason why I did this Kickstarter is they came, they came out with a game also called Dice Throne Adventures, where you use your characters, one of the 16 characters from the other game that, that you can play, you use one of those characters, and, and this, this Dice Throne Adventures can use up to four players, and you do a dungeon crawl, and you use those characters from the games that you usually go against each other in to work together to go through this dungeon and fight monsters and and bosses. Well, and dang, Paul! It, it, it's super cool, and I'm really excited to play it. It, it like, and it's super hype. And Ben, Ben, and I were like, I'm excited to play it with Ben because obviously we were the ones who talked about it for quite some time. So, yeah, it's always cool when you get a when you do finally get a Kickstarter thing. So. I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk about because I was excited. Okay, I'm gonna drink some more like coffee. Gonna drink some more my coffee. Some coffee and then be on with your day. Exactly. Uh -huh. Um. 
but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was exciting to get, and it came in this huge box, like, the boxes are ginormous, which is, like, a whole other, it's one thing to get, get something, and it's, you know, this small box or something you open up, but this, this was a giant box, so you're just, you're even more excited. I, that is, that is always a nice, nice little, uh, because, you know, like, opening Pokemon cards, oh, so satisfying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like peeling the pack open and then going through your cards, seeing if you get a hollow and yeah, 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 it's yeah. really fun. But then if you get like one of those, I don't know what they were called, like a booster box or whatever, where you got like ten packs. Yeah, a lot more exciting than just like buying individual packs because then you know you're like, oh, I have this box with like ten packs that I get to open. Because I remember, so you're like guaranteed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember, get something. you have to, right? You, the the odds are on your on your side. Yeah, they are. So yeah, those those are always fun to do. But anyway, I I guess we can just uh, play play that tune we got we got made by Kudo. And and proceed with the show. So I got three Reddits, like, for today. Three? Yeah, I saw, so, so it was, like, I saw one Reddit, and this Reddit kind of, it, it, it inspired the topic for today, and so that's gonna be the last one we're gonna do, because it'll be a great segue, I'm, you know, I'm really good at, at segueing from topic to topic. Yes. And then I kept on scrolling down the Ask Reddit, uh, the top Ask Reddits for the week, and I saw two other ones. And I was like, I want to just, I want to answer these ones. So I also threw them in there. So we're going to answer, we're going to do three Ask Reddits today. It's, we're, we're overdoing it, but I think they're fun questions. So the first one is, first one is asked by uh, user DFP819. And here's their question. An alien asks you to join them on a trip through the cosmos. You'll experience amazing things but won't be coming back to Earth. Would you go? Why or why not? Is it just me that's going with them? That is open-ended. I would, I would say, you should, in, in, in terms of like how I would have this, I would at least allow myself to invite one other person. So you're not but like... If I invite one other person, I think I can do it. I think if I could bring along one other person that I know... I, I could also do it because I, like going out there alone and like actually leaving literally everything behind that'd be a little a little tough for me I think it'd be tough for anybody oh, yeah. uh oh, but like yeah. if I had something else to like hold on to you know how I was talking about that constant in the other episode it'd be like you're like you two could be like partners or something and and I think if I could, if I could bring someone along, I would probably do it. I'd say my my farewells to to all my homies at home. Because yeah, that, I mean, an opportunity, what? an opportunity who, like that is who would be who would be my my partner in crime that would your plus one my plus yeah. one. 
Oh, that's such a tough question. Because here's the thing, Paul. They also have to pick you for their plus one. That's true. That is, it has to be a mutual thing. Right. So you have to be well, each I mean, plus one. I mean, the thing is, the alien's asking me, and I'm bringing a plus one. So, like... <laughs> no, 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 no. But it has to be someone who, you, who would agree with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, for me... I think the the first person that really comes to mind is Paul Jong. I mean, we already kind of okay. we already kind of had, and, and the reason why I say this is we already kind of had that buddy buddy uh, tag along adventure when we went to China, and it was literally just the both of us kind of wandering around that entire place. And so I feel like we've kind of already somewhat experienced what that could be like, uh, right? So he's probably, and I think like our humor works well, and I I, I think that. We both bring different things to the team, the team of two. So I, I think he would probably really? be my my first pick. Uh, obviously, I can't say anybody from my family because then it just it it would it would it would destroy the family. Like, oh, he took uh, Ben or Jay instead of this person, or can't it do would that. Destroy the family. Destroy the you family. Think you're leaving, and only taking one sibling would destroy destroy the family. The family. It would destroy. Christmas would never be the same. Christmas would never be the same. I mean, that is true. Exactly. So I, I can't, I can't split up the family any more than I already am by leaving for eternity. Uh, now a cousin I could take. You know, you and I. Maybe we do a space podcast, Connor. Maybe we go around the the cosmos and and you know, opinions. It'd be kind of like we never left. And yeah, what like we still upload only we still upload here on Earth. It's just we have no way of communicating with you anymore, but you get to hear our space adventures. Or you have no way to communicate with us. Yeah, yeah. There's no like you can't all you got is the podcast at that point. But no, I think I think the person I would go with the most is Paul John. And if not Paul John, I'd probably go Ciro. I see. So those are those are the people I would I would go with, and I, I think both of them would join me, if I were to ask, because yeah, like I said, I, that's a crazy crazy opportunity to explore the cosmos with an alien, and it, it'd be pretty hard to pass up. I understand that. I understand that. I it would definitely be a difficult decision, because yeah. you know it's nice to theor- theoretically talk about it. But then actually be confronted with it, and actually oh, that's like different story, and leave like actually leaving for like the last time, right? That yeah, that's a whole different like feeling, you know. So you... for me, for me, I think it's very possible, but it depends greatly on the aliens, and it, that that reason, is another like, thing. Yes, it, the alien has to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's got to be a chill alien. Like I'm thinking, we gotta know each other for a minute. I'm thinking it, it has to be, you know, I'm thinking the alien that cause the the I think maybe the inspiration for this question or the thing that comes to mind when I think of this question is a Hitchhiker's Guide Through the Galaxy. Do you know that one? I'm familiar with it, and pretty, pretty, by familiar, I mean only one thing stands out to me, and I bet you can guess what it is. Well, I, I was just gonna. Are you gonna say like how Martin Freeman was in the movie, or? <laughs> No. Oh no! Come on, Paul. You got this. I I don't know if I got this, Connor. I was just yes, thinking, you do. I was just thinking that yes, Martin Freeman do. was well, in the movie. The one thing that I know from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The one thing. Come on, Paul. Oh, Connor. I'm trying to think what where you would go. 
Like, would it's, it would it be like? Just tell me when you give up. <laughs> like, would you just know the name of of the characters or the author? Do you no, like the I do author? Not know any characters? I know nothing about the plot, Paul. You know the author? No, I. So then, no it it can't be related to the book if you know nothing about the character, nothing about the author. So it's something that maybe was inspired by it, or or influenced by it. Paul, you're gonna you're gonna slap your head silly whenever I tell well, you because you're gonna be like, oh, duh. <laughs> you said, I'm just going off the fact that you said you know nothing about the characters, nothing about. I I don't know. I. <laughs> I'm blanking. So, do you formally do you formally concede then? Uh, yeah, you, sh just don't. Just say it. Forty-two is the answer to everything. The answer to the universe. Why? Of course, that's the one. Of course, right? Uh, of course. Uh, but there he goes. But the reason why, like, I, my brain goes there is because pretty much the basic plot is Earth's kind of they're getting destroyed because they need a they need to put in an intergalactic highway so earth is on the earth's on the you know you got to dem demo it and and it's, so it's the anthill yeah. that is on the highway yeah they, they just need to just get it out of the way and so an alien comes to earth and he takes one dude with him and they go around you know it, that's kind of the whole premise of the book but the alien in the he's really cool so like if it's like that alien or a really cool alien i i'd also be more inclined but yeah, it is a it is a tough decision. Now, Connor, you haven't said who you would bring along with you. I gave two two uh, possible choices for me, but we haven't gotten any names out of you yet. Um, had you asked me, say, three months ago, yeah, I, I knew I know where this is going. <laughs> my answer would be much different than what it is now. Yeah, I assume so. Um, and yeah, it's my it's my girlfriend. I, I, I would want to bring my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Also then, you know, uh body yaddy, we could have more people with us. You could bring more Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Now who Along knows? Maybe maybe somewhere in the galaxy there's other humanoid creatures that What, that we can have sex with? Yeah. I mean you and, like create babies. I mean that's how it works. That's how that whole process works. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, no, 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 Paul. It's different because it's it's like we're the new Adam and Eve. You feel me? Okay, but I'm saying if there's other like humans out there, not you think like there are other humans. Maybe the alien is a human. Technically, the term alien is just someone not from Earth. It doesn't mean they can't be human. Right. 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 You know, I mean, it's just super. And in, 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 if we're gonna just talk about it in a little bit, like Superman's considered an alien, but he looks human and he has all the human body parts. He just is also really, really powerful, and didn't come it's from like, Earth. So I'm saying there could be just other human, human-looking people out there. Yo, I said I see, and Siri was like, "Yo, what? What do you want?" Anytime I say, and I already like, oh god, it's is it list? Oh, it's saying it's the Siri. I do, yeah. No. Did no. it just say what I think it said? No. <laughs> okay. Any, okay, any time I say Ciro's name, like I'm talking to him and I say like, I'm not, I don't want to, like, hey, Ciro. Like, and, and I say, obviously, like talking a little bit quicker and obviously not like really formal like I just did. Always activate Siri for me. 
And I, anytime that happens, I go, Ciro, I hate your name because of this. Anytime I say it, it's just my phone's like, hey, what do you need? What's up? Okay, Paul. I, this is a segue, okay? I recently, this is just a brief segue. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah, yeah. go on just for a minute. I recently wrote, I recently wrote a short story and it is a Turing test. Okay. Like uh, Alan Turing. Like Alan Turing, this is a test to dis- determine whether an artificial intelligence is at the capability of a human. Yes. However, this okay. test that I've created is a reading comprehension test. Ooh. Okay. And I and I want to share with you. Are you gonna a sentence or two? Are you gonna test if I'm human, Connor? Are you gonna? I want to test. Yes, I, I want to test your knowledge. Ooh, all right. <laughs> um, so, so here, here is, I'm going to take it, I'm going to copy it, and paste it into our Discord chat. Oh, okay, okay. Also, and I'm... I want you to read it. Yes, you it. can add this. Throw it in the yes, show notes. I want you to read. Yeah, throw this this sentence in the in the in the show notes. I will throw it in the show notes for all those people who like the show notes. All right. Am I just supposed to read this? Just read it out loud. Read it for the for the first time. Just read it all the way through, and then try to decipher decipher its meaning. Okay. Okay. You may not like. You may not like Apple, so you may think you are Safi, but you are not because she has him or names than Siri color what your Alexa or whatever. Just know, little <laughs> note, uh, BC uh, clue, uh, dead to <laughs> one D vice or corporation, corporation, corporation. Ah, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. for all those who know, I'm not like speaking broken english it's written in very uh just look in the show notes because it is not normal writing uh so that's why i was struggling so you cannot make fun of me for that because <laughs> it does sound like because there, there are parts where where if if you read it aloud you'll be like oh that kind of sounds like a word yeah um, like i knew like some of them I, okay, I I know you're probably talking about Apple and and Amazon because you said Alexa. Uh huh. I saw Apple. You, were, you said Siri. Uh-huh. At the end, you said Device Corporation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm guessing you're you're talking about how it's something about Siri or Alexa. Uh huh. Right? Is that is that like baseline yeah. kind of? So the uh, precursor, so if you were to read before this section, what I'm saying is that, like, I'm being watched. Um, this I'm writing in a code, 
and you need to decipher the meaning um mm -hmm. so that like in a way that she can't but you can ah uh, okay so okay here here is how i i i wrote i wrote this sentence here is the intentionality behind it and what each word means you may not like apple so you may think you are safe but you are not because she has more names than siri call her what you will alexa or whatever just know that it will not be secluded to one device or corporation wow i was close <laughs> listeners i was close i was kind of i was getting there how well, does it i think that's a good hearing that can you see oh yeah, yeah. i i was able to follow a line and just follow along and just like i i understood where, where what all that was mm -hmm. so it's all there yeah and we would be able as a human i we'd be able to make out some of those and i i do think as a ai they probably wouldn't be able to make out really anything from that because they would take it to more of the literal sense of like you know the part where you say see clue dead obviously those are all words but you're going secluded they would not be able to like know that right because it's spelled C like the ocean, then clue like the board blues, game. clues, and then dead like your dead a corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like the AI would ocean, be like the a ocean hint. Yeah, the AI would not know what what you're getting at. So yeah, I think it's a good Turing test. Um, cool. so you that read was my segue. Yeah, that was I, that was fun. Are ready for the next the next uh, the next uh, Reddit? Yes, hit me with it. So this is asked by user Consanit, uh, and they ask. This one's, this one's a fun one, Connor. What are what are some what are some black flags that you might be dating a pirate? Wait. Okay. Well, if there's a black flag, like with crossbones, maybe, and they have a pirate ship. They um, they have to have a pirate ship. Is that like a... Well, okay. Okay. I think... Oh, man. Pirates. My first thought in this question, and I don't know why, is the Dread Pirate Roberts. Okay. So if they're like wearing a... I, I'm sure... I, I know Dread familiar. Pirate Roberts. Yep. Yes. The Dread Pirate Roberts, who's from The Princess Bride. And the... Dread Pirate Roberts is a name yeah. rather than a person. It was a person, but it becomes like almost got, like a king in the sense that it's it got passed, passed down. along. Yeah, the yeah. title is passed down because it then it retains the the fear, the strength of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the so yeah, yeah. So, what are some characters of the Dread Pirate Roberts? Well, wealth, unexplained wealth. Okay. So you think if someone's just unexplainably wealthy, they might be a pirate? Yeah, and they can't determine. Like, if if you say, "Well, how did you get your money?" and they don't have, they kind of have a sketchy story, or they they're not coming up front about everything that they they've done to get this money. Pirate. That's a little, it's a little piratey. And then there's obviously like the dead giveaways. It could mean a lot of other things. It could, yeah, it could mean a lot of other things. Maybe they're in the mafia. We don't know. But pirate is definitely, I'd say, like, 5% of, like, they could be a pirate. 
Uh, yeah. Now, there are the dead, like, pirate giveaways. Obviously, like, having a hook for a hand. Uh, right. You know, that's... Peg a, leg. Peg leg. Parrot. I, no I, eye. No eye. Like, just a eye patch. Eye. It, there, there's obviously having a pirate ship that would be something uh that would i think that would immediately immediately confirm it now i don't know m many people have pirate ships anymore like actual well what about those pirate 18... ships like on on playgrounds yeah oh okay if if someone is convincing like if they can convincingly like captain the stationary playground pirate ship probably a pirate if they're if they're giving out orders to all the little kids around on the playground, all 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 their friends, and it's like, wow, this person knows what they're doing, they're probably a pirate. Yeah, that's very that's I think I think that's pretty fair to say. Also, there's the term of like use of different words and language. Maybe right. that's something, or just saying "r" a lot. Those are two things that pirates are are uh, missing a couple teeth. That's another thing. Pirates didn't really have good hygiene. Uh, so, so <laughs> they're just like coming across any random stranger, and it's like that's you a pirate. Don't have teeth. That's Out of a... all the other reasons it could be, there's so many reasons. Oh, there's a lot of reasons, uh, yeah. And there's not a lot having dental insurance for one. There's there's a lot uh, of things that can lead to being a pirate. That's true too. That's true too. What like uh like Connor, what do you, did, what did do you, you ever did like, you ever what, what is a today's pirate? Did you ever watch Pirates of the Caribbean when you were younger because those movies came out like early two thousands and you, you thought to yes. yourself, I wanna be a pirate. I wanna I oh, want yeah, totally I wanna be Captain Jack Sparrow. I wanna be Captain Barbosa. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I actually have a pirate ship in my backyard. All right then. See Connor, that's a giveaway. That's like <laughs> that is a that is a black flag in terms of like your girlfriend should be could, could should be a little bit concerned about your possibility of being a pirate just from that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Connor, let me ask uh, you something. Anyway. Are you a pirate? Yes. No, I'm not a pirate. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, no. I'm glad I, to get that. I would be if I if I had the opportunity, I think I would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, I I do think we covered a couple of the the basic, just dead giveaways of being a pirate. If you're if you were dating one, you would know just by these certain things. Here's another thing. Connor said just mysteriously having a lot of money. Also, just an extreme attraction to money or gold or. Uh, the True. the booty as as they would say the the loot give me the loot <laughs> that is what they call it now so, here's another question paul like there are many there are different definitions to a pirate like today's pirate is very different from from what, what we might think yeah so here's an example the uh someone who pirates movies mm there are like there's different subcategories now of pirates. You're right. Right. You're right. So if someone just has like a bunch of movies and they can't explain on, how on a disk drive, on a disk drive, on a disk drive or like music on a disk drive. Yeah. Definitely a pirate. Oh yeah, that's a telltale sign. Very telltale. If they're like, "Hey, look at this MP3 player that I got with 8,000 songs." 
pirate. Hundred <laughs> percent. An MP3 player. Hey, I, I, I'm iPod, iPod Touch. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like the MP3 player. I like that. I like okay, that. okay, good, good, good. But yeah, there are plenty of things to to determine if someone's a pirate, and I, I hope some of the some of the stuff we uh, gave you would help in you determining that. Yeah, so if you're trying to be a pirate, good luck. I wish you the yeah. best. I wish you the best. However, there are also yeah, there there is this fictional pirate, right? But there are also real ass pirates that are they're actually scary, very scary and dangerous. Yes, there are the so pirates I'm of the Caribbean. I wish you luck if you are. Well, there's that. It's your. There's the there's the pirates of the Caribbean pirates and like the the theater pirate. Which really, I like those ones. And then there's the pirates who, you know, rape, pillage, and and kill and murder. Those ones not so great. <laughs> yeah, not not a not a big fan. Not, not a, a big, big fan, fan of those ones. <laughs> uh, so I don't wish you luck, but uh, unless you're trying to be the good the good version of the pirate. Unless you can, I like Will <laughs> Turner, I guess. Like, hey, Jack Sparrow was in this. I don't think. I don't think any of the pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise were necessarily bad pirates. Well, yeah, they're Disney movies, though. Exactly. So <laughs> those are all pretty, pretty all right pirates when you look at uh, the the bra like the big picture of how so you pirates can be a actually pirate. be a Disney pirate. Exactly. If you can be a Disney pirate, then then yeah, good luck. Good luck. Go go pirate. to Disney World, get a job, and be friends with Jack Sparrow. There you go. You that's that's a you just said Disney like you just talked in Disney language, Paul. I know you've been I you've been teaching me. Yeah, that's for for the viewers who don't know. Friends with is is the uh, is the code in which Disney character performers talk whenever they mention the uh, their job. So if you're friends with Jack Sparrow, you are literally Jack Sparrow uh, when you're in you know costume makeup, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Which so you gotta have the face for it. You gotta have the complexion, the build, the, the height. Yeah, the stature. Like there are a lot of factors that that, that are all in there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, dang, Paul, you're throwing out Disney. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been learning. I've been taking notes. That's that's something. That is something. So we have we have one final uh, Reddit that will lead us to the main topic. Cool. And and I'm just going to tell you what the main topic is before we do the Reddit, because the Reddit will give it away for, for people who understand it. Today we're going to talk, uh, not maybe as in length as we did before, but we were we are going to talk about it a little bit. And that's Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. And, and maybe briefly talk about Legend of Korra. And, and, and the reason why I said we've talked about this before is because we, we once recorded, it was Connor, myself, and Gordon... And we recorded an Avatar The Last Airbender episode. And this was oh, during a time yeah. when I didn't understand how, like, whenever you updated OBS, it, it would maybe have some troubles with recording. And the other big thing is, whenever I hit stop recording, I got to let it finish processing the video before I hit stop recording again. And I didn't used to do that. I used to just hit stop recording, then hit it again to, like, instant stop it. And so it wouldn't process the whole recording. And so that's that's pretty much what happened. I didn't get the whole recording, so I didn't upload that that episode. So today we're going to talk about it again for us, but for the first time for you guys. 
And cool. <laughs> and so this this ask Reddit is asked by user the train. And and okay. here here's their question. You own a cabbage cart, but your produce but your produce is destroyed periodically by a group of famous 12-year-olds. What do you do? Okay. <laughs> and for those of you who don't um, understand this reference, in the Avatar The Last Airbender show, there is a returning character who owns a cabbage cart, and Team Avatar, which is a group of 12-year-olds, continuously destroy the cart. On accident, but it sure. does happen. So, Connor, what do you do sure. if that's you in that situation? What do I do? It's a good question. Because the cabbage man always just kept on coming back with more cabbages. That's true. He's a true businessman. He's a true he businessman. He did not give he didn't up. Let, no, he did not let the... Uh, he, he overcome all the adver, like adversaries of these children. Mm-hmm. Not only that, like in Legend of Korra... Yeah. He, uh, he has a cabbage empire, pretty much, in Legend yeah, of Korra. he is the emperor cabbage. Like, he, he becomes successful. He becomes emperor cabbage. <laughs> So obviously, there's some. I got. I got a certain level of respect for this guy, mm-hmm. um, being able to overcome that. And uh, I would say, like, I guess something about this question is like, what did he do? Because I feel like you know, it'd be really easy just to give up in yeah. that position. I, and I'm gonna be honest. I probably would give up in that position and just try to pursue something else. By like the third or fourth time that they destroyed my cabbage cart. I would probably be done. Here's something you're not considering, though, Paul. What if selling cabbage, growing cabbage, and then like sharing your cabbage with the world? That what if that, Paul? What if that is your passion? My my passion is to is to uh, sell cabbage to all the people. Sell cabbage, yeah. I feel like it changes things a little bit. It does. If that's your passion, then it definitely changes things. Because I'd definitely be more uh, stubborn in terms of not giving up. Right. Exactly. So, uh, man, I think what I would do, I would try to use, maybe, I wouldn't want to do, like, I would always want to come out to a customer with open arms. Mm -hmm. So, Though these famous 12-year-olds have been destroying my things, I would do my best not to, uh, say, ban them from my business, but to mm-hmm. encourage them to see, to humanize me and my business. Okay. Because, for one, I think I'm a little entitled to some uh, damage recon, like some, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it? Some... To be compensated. 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 Yeah, Com- yeah, yeah. yeah. Compensated. We, we got it. I, we got it. Compensated, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, I th- or the damages. I think if I didn't give up, the thing that I would probably do is just try to get, instead of a cabbage cart, try to get a location, like a, a solid location building with, with a foundation and, and walls, and just just get a cabbage store. Instead of using the cart, because oh, instead of using a cart, something a little more durable, a little more sturdy. Now, now, Team Avatar did destroy a couple buildings, like in the uh, Earth Kingdom. They, they, they kind of messed things up around there. But I would feel a little bit safer if I had an actual store instead of a cart. 
if he could True. afford that, obviously. If not, True. and if I still had to stick with a cart, anytime I would hear that team avatars in town, I'm 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 skipping. I'm I'm jumping towns. I'm I'm going to the next place. That's good. It's like border up the windows, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting out of there. But anyway, uh, so so on to Avatar: The Last Airbender. What Avatar: The Last Airbender is? It's a animated show. People can call it a cartoon. Uh, I, it, I, it is technically a cartoon, and it is three seasons long. Book one is water. Book two is earth, and book three is a, a fire. Fire, fire, fire. Yeah, 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 fire, fire. And it is arguably one of the best animated series of all time. It's it's very yeah. very highly rated in all the rating systems. Uh, IMBD runs made. Uh, I would say it is top tier. It is S tier. S tier. Um, it's, and, it's an S tier uh, ca- cartoon. And and the crazy show. the crazy thing about this show is it was animated as a kids show. It was Nickelodeon put it out on. I mean, it's a Nickelodeon show, so it was made for kids. It had the funny moments, but. Unlike most, I guess, unlike most Nickelodeon cartoons or, or shows, this this show had a very intriguing storyline, and I would say it has some of the best character development and some of the best just usage of plot and and storytelling I've seen in a show. It's it is true, like whenever, and I would see this whenever Game of Thrones ended, season eight of Game of Thrones. Obviously, it got a lot of a lot of flack for a, a very poor writing and and just the season eight was not received very well. And so I saw a lot of memes based around oh Game of Thrones, and it would show this image of a horse and it would slowly get more and more I guess derpy and it would be like drawn at the very end very poorly, like showing showing that the season at the end were very bad. And then it'd say like Avatar: The Last Airbender would just be like this full colored beautiful looking horse saying that like oh these three seasons were all very good and that is the thing it's consistently good which is a pretty rare thing even the filler episodes for the show were entertaining and that is a hard thing to do because usually filler episodes they're not they aren't very entertaining and i usually skip filler episodes so what do you mean filler like ones that don't advance the plot yeah yeah ones that don't advance the plot whatsoever they're just kind of there oh man those are some of my favorite yeah ones. exactly like they did them very well like surprisingly well because the the thing that filler episodes are very popular in are in animes and you'll find them in live action shows as well uh but in anime you'll find a lot of filler episodes and usually they're either like flashback episodes or they're just they're just very boring episodes but avatar did them extremely well and they they found a way to make them so entertaining, like the and and I you did say this, uh, the first time we talked about it. Your favorite episode is is a filler episode, the the one where they reenact Avatar and the Fire Nation as a play. Oh yeah, that is uh, for satiric for yeah. satiric reason. Yeah, that is that is technically a filler episode, and that is a real yeah, it's, that is a- it's a really good episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's but very matter aware, and it, it has yeah. it has its own sort of humor. Like it, it is critical of its own humor and character development, which I really like. And it, was, it also just shows the the how stories can be spun in a certain way mm-hmm. um, that may give justice to characters and may not give justice to characters. Mm-hmm. So that's a it is yeah. a good episode. Yeah. It was a really good one. Uh, now, now, as 
and, and I said that it has some of the best character development out of any shows I've ever watched. And and the reason I say this is mainly because of the, the single character of, of Prince Zuko, who in season one is trying to capture and kill the Avatar and, and or regain his honor. And by the end of the show, he's with Team Aang, Team Avatar, and he's trying to overthrow the, his own father, the Fire Lord. Right. And it's, it is... Right. It is the best, like, the when I think of the best character arc I've ever seen, that's the person that comes to mind, Prince Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. I would say Prince Zuko embodies um, the ideal redemption story. Yeah. Um, and I can relate to it personally because you think about, like, he, he, is, he is a product of his, of his circumstance, of his surroundings, which would be, like, his father is very neglectful and abusive. Um, mm-hmm. And, but still like from that, he kind of reinforces these ideas or like uh, he implants these ideas into Zuko's mind about what it is to be a good person, to be a successful person or to be um, pro- like what he has to do for his father to be proud of him. Um, and I, the thing I admire about Zuko is that he he like almost embodies the shit face thirteen year old. I don't know how mm-hmm. old he is. Yeah, I, but like he's think he's about you he's in middle school. He's in like he'd be a high school age, I think, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, at least maybe like, maybe yeah. reaching twenty at the end, but he's young. So, so yeah, thinking about can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah. We lagged. We lagged. I, it lagged a little bit, but we're back. Okay. We are back. <laughs> All right, we're back. So so think of I think of Zuko as like myself when I was a shit-faced teenager mm-hmm. or preteen um and you just have different a different Oh it's you are you are functioning very differently then <laughs> You have a different social awareness there Like he had anger spurts um, where he would just shoot fire everywhere and Yeah yeah he has a lot of anger And by the end he's like he's down to earth I guess he's very self-aware and more understanding another, yeah another another character who i think develops in a similar way um but like in his own way um and it happens earlier on actually would be Sokka. yeah i was gonna say that Sokka does develop very well and a good episode of this is uh the kiyoshi warrior episode the first one mm-hmm because he comes in and he's like he's got all this confidence all this like gusto and then you know so much so that he you know he's upholding these ideas of sexism like mm. uh thinking that men are warriors and strong stronger than women yeah yeah and, yeah. He goes and like he was the only warrior yeah and he was like the only warrior it's, uh in his tribe the water tribe true and you right. know none, none the women the were and and yeah, and he gets his ass kicked in um, by the Kyoshi warriors who are all women, uh, and so much so he's like, "Please tra- train me." Like, he, like he, I want to learn how to be this good. So, right. So just within that episode, he has that development, but also you can see it um, in the in the sword episode. That was the you one I was going like, to bring up. Yep, where he right. the fire fire nation guy trains him on how to use a sword, and that episode is really right. cool. Right. So he almost comes into that with that humility that he learns mm-hmm. at Kiyoshi and uh what's his name like the 
the sword master, he's like, uh, let me guess your story. You're like the best person mm-hmm. who like traveled across the land. You're the best warrior from your tribe. And, and you came all this way to learn from the master swordsman. And it's almost like he, the swordsman, he calls Sokka out because that yeah. was Sokka at one time. Mm-hmm. Luckily though, Sokka has developed enough. He's that, changed. Yeah. Know, yeah. He has, he has that humility that you need in order to be, um, successful in order to be respected and and, and an, an, another thing that i really liked from the sword episode is is the fire nation dude because obviously it's kind of like the earth nation air nation which it doesn't really exist anymore because the fire nation kind of killed them all 100 years prior except for Aang, he's still around uh and the and the water nation are all kind of fighting the fire nation because they started this war and so when the fire nation guys like i know you're from the, the water tribe the southern water tribe and and obviously right. Sokka gets really scared, like, oh well, he's gonna turn us in, or, and the dude's just like, but you still like I I those boundaries don't mean anything to me, and that was a really cool thing, just in terms mm-hmm. of like, because you know we're two different groups, we're two different types of people, but I'm not gonna let this conflict or these boundaries kind of tear us apart, which, which was another cool thing. Right. And that was like the whole thing with the White Lotus, which was this like peaceful like fight the greater, you know, fight for the greater good, and and kind of bring peace which was a really cool thing another character which we do i I think we do have to bring up in this in in terms of helping zuko was his uncle uncle iroh who was kind of banished from the fire nation with him and and was really his mentor throughout the entire the entire season and and you get some of the most emotional moments with uncle iroh uh yeah well i think one of the most emotional moments in the entire show is when uh, Prince Zuku kind of threw Uncle Iroh under the bus. He wanted to, he betrayed him uh, to go back to the Fire Nation. And then he tried to, he kind of threw him under the bus and, and he thought that his uncle hated him. And then when he finally got reunited with him, Uncle Iroh just gave him the huge hug and, and super emotional. Uh, and it was a really sweet moment. And, and this show does have a lot of sw- like really wholesome moments and and the other thing you were bringing up, like how how Zuko is really relatable to people, the show does tackle some pretty serious stuff. Zuko did have an abusive father. The Fire Lord literally gave him a scar on his face, and mm-hmm. and the other person that comes to mind is Zuko's sister uh, Azula, who I would say suffers from some some severe type of mental illness. You can tell by the end where she just com- she has a f- complete mental breakdown at one of the like last episodes when they capture her right uh mm-hmm. so they do have like very serious like things they they throw into the show and true I th- and yeah the wholesomeness i think is very important there mm-hmm. like that's a good thing to bring up whenever i was wa- i recently rewatched the whole series and i cried like every episode. oh i cried i, I cried i cried too throughout that show that that show makes me cry a lot and just I just want to touch upon Iroh for a second. Mm-hmm. His patience is outstanding. Oh, it's incredible. He is the most patient he person. He sees the flaws. He he sees through what is wrong and what needs to be done. However, he has the patience and the understanding, the wisdom to wait for that moment in which he can make a difference. And I think that's a, that's something that a lot of people need to uh, be ready for to mm-hmm like look for that opportunity to make a change in the world and that's yeah. what a nice thing that iroh represents 
and and another another great thing about Iroh because throughout the show he is on Zuko's side the whole time and and there's a point where he you know Zuko still he chases he chases the Avatar for pretty much the first two seasons and he only joins them in season three and there's a I I just love Iroh so much because he doesn't and he's part of the White Lotus and he's kind of like the the sword master where he didn't care about the side so there's a point where him and Toph, who's Toph is a blind earthbender, she's on Team Avatar and, and helps them out. Where him and Toph just kind of sit down and have tea one night and they just have a conversation. And it, it is that's another wholesome moment of just it, it it's they they just have so many moments throughout the show that when you're watching it, you just really enjoy it and appreciate it. And it, it is it, it is some of the best writing in, in TV, I, I thought. I still think so. Yeah, I I have a uh I I there's a certain what you call it like tenderness in my heart that I have for animated things. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I much prefer animated things over I think you can do a like, you can do a lot more with animated uh shows. Yeah. Over, over like and studio. And like if if something like you know it doesn't make it wouldn't make sense if you saw a certain thing done in a live action show. And you can't get the the mm-hmm. insane facial expressions or the really drastic changes of facial expressions. You know, you'll have one scene where Aang's face is super cartoonish and it's like really scrunched up or something. And then the next scene is him just back to being a normal animated face. Like you, you can't do that with live action. You can do a lot more with animated True. shows. True. I think I think as far as like live action goes, save it for the stage. Save it for whenever it's actually live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Save it for when I can so, go and see it in person. Right. Let me see the real human emotion there. Don't mm-hmm. give me the thing that you tried 50 times to get right. Yeah, like, yeah I yeah. want to see the one that is only going to be done once. One and done. One and done. One and done. Yeah, I have a lot of mm-hmm. respect for it in that sense. And and the other thing with this show, and this is something I am always worried about whenever I start a show, and that's whether or not I'm going to enjoy the ending because enjoying the ending is kind of the ending is being the last thing that you see and just being the thing that kind of concludes the show it it does a lot to the whole reputation of the show if it's a bad ending for example i'm gonna go back to game of thrones a lot of people did not like the ending of game of thrones which kind of ruined the reputation for kind of the series as a whole i i still think it's a great show all in all and i i didn't think the ending was too bad but because of its perception of that final season it really stained the whole show as a uh, the show as a whole but avatar has it has a very i i'd say sad like it's the endings it satisfies you it, it true it it concludes a lot of the uh, issues and and uh, it concludes a lot of the plot that was at hand and when i finished the show i was i was happy with it i, I didn't think things were left open and and it did r- really well at closing up all the loose ends i guess and that's a big I, I, thing for I, well, shows. There, 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 there's, some, there are some things. I, I do agree that. that some criticism there, specifically yeah. with Zuko's storyline, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, the community is very vocal about that. But, you know, I, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I get that. But I, for, for the most partial. part, I, I, I thought it was well done overall. Right. I, I think something that's really hard as a storyteller and I and I'm a creative writing major, so this is something I encounter a lot: is how to wrap up a story. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the how, the, to, how to have a satisfying. That's ending. one of the hardest things to do, right? Is to, because you can have some great content 
but without like a solid punch to the mm -hmm. ending like people are gonna view that like, content and be like man this this goes the same for movies and shows the the one show that movie that comes to mind is uh the first wonder woman movie the first and second ah. the first and second acts were incredible i i thought right. and the final act it didn't it didn't just live up to what the previous two acts were doing it didn't it didn't do that for me and there are plenty of movies like that where the first two acts are really good and the final act the uh, the, the big final act doesn't doesn't uh satisfy and so that True. does tarnish the whole movie or the whole show yeah because the ending really it it has it shapes your impression on the actions mm -hmm. that people have done throughout the show because it's like these are the consequences of those actions yeah like that this is and this is just like the framework for you know fantasy or even like you know creative nonfiction stories yeah um there there needs at least you know our brains like it whenever things come to an ending because then it's easier to conceptualize mm -hmm. and having that is it's an integral part especially whenever it comes to kids shows whenever it comes to just media that people enjoy and eat up yeah you people yeah. people want that that uh conclusive just okay that was it true but even in more like academic um literature for example like having a strong ending does it does have an impact it has a considerable mm -hmm. impact on the you know the thoroughness the togetherness of you know the author's co composition and being able to you know have that driving force that gets you there is really uh it's really mm -hmm. satisfying whenever it's done done correctly i know a lot of people yeah. who you know people who view content our cousin shayla she reads a lot the last page of a book before first. she yeah that it's still that's an insane thought to me but she does and that's i mean She's i not alone yeah people do alone. that and people, I, I know people will watch the last episode of a TV show before they decide to watch it. Yeah, that's, that's something and that people that's do. Almost, that almost echoes like how it's written. Because, for example, J.K. Rowling wrote the ending to Harry Potter. That was one of the first things that she wrote. Yeah, she had that done. She had that like whole idea, like, okay, that's how it's going to end. So right. I need to build up how we get there. So how are we going to get there? Yeah, there was also a book that I read. Um, or... In in college, it was in I was in a playwriting class, mm -hmm. and it was talking about the the construction of plots, and what it encouraged encouraged us to do was to start or not start, but whenever you're doing an analysis of a play, start with the end, mm -hmm. and then work your way to how it begins. Yeah, yeah. Like I know another another example. A, a movie that comes to mind that's done that I know did this was La La Land. The the creator of that movie, they had the ending. The ending was the first thing they recorded, and then they went on with yeah. the rest of the movie. And there are, and I say this because we do say we like the conclusive ending, all that. But there are a couple movies and shows and even books that have good open ending, uh, like just an open ended ending. Uh, the the what one. Do you mean? So like the one director, oh. so the one director that comes to mind is Christopher Nolan. Movies like Inception and Interstellar both right. have open-ended endings where you don't necessarily know like 
what really happened or if it's real or it, it doesn't have a formal conclusive like that sure. was it and and sure. i was like some thing like some shows and movies and books are able to pull that off i thought those two movies did a good job at doing it uh but but yeah that is that is also something that you can see every now and then as but, far as books are concerned i would say like there's some absolutely brilliant authors who leave open-ended questions in a satisfying mm. conclusive way yeah and one and it, of those would be Kazuo Shiguru. He he's my favorite author. Okay. And in his book The Buried Giant, I highly recommend it. Paul, I think you would actually like this for for the reason that it's a fantasy novel, Paul. Okay. It is a fantasy novel, but it is written by a Nobel Prize winning author. So, just like the amount of like thought and like how it kind of picks your brain and how it constructs the story is so brilliant is so brilliant that it doesn't read like a common fantasy story and how is for this, example like how's a spell for, oh um i can type it in the chat okay because i looked I it up highly recommend and i couldn't find it this book i highly this is my favorite book um it is the berry giant i'll say it again um by kazoo ishiguru um but yeah yeah and open ending like endings can be really nice because you said they leave open ending questions and sometimes those open ending questions are really fun to think about oh you said the buried like buried okay i thought you said buried i thought you said berry as in like a strawberry oh please excuse my accent so it is (laughs) it is the buried buried as b-u-r-i-d is it, is it with... Ah, man, I might have completely butchered it. Are there two R's in it? Nope. Maybe. You're good. You got it. And and is did I spell the author's name right, too? Oh, okay. Let me see. I always get the O and the U mixed you, up. Always. You, there's an O and not an U at the end. Ah, dang But you were it. close. You were close. <laughs> Bro, I get it wrong every single time. I'll edit it Oh, I can, it get it, chat. I can get it for free as an audiobook by the looks of it. Really? I whoa, I haven't I haven't listened I, to the audiobook. I really want to. I've I read will, that book twice. The first time I read the book, it was on it's my free, own record. It's free with an audible trial, which you can do an audible trial for like two months for free or one month for free. So if you wanted to. Which that um, might be what I do. <laughs> it do uh audible for free. An audiobook time. rendition of that I think would be very nice. The thing about this book though, Paul, is that the chronologicalness is it's not as chronological um like the chapters aren't necessarily mm. chronological because it deals with memory and how okay that's kind of cool so you'll see you'll see how he jumps around it's very brilliant all right um, um now yeah, why yeah, yeah why don't we i have one more thing okay you, one you go more thing go ahead and... as far as endings are concerned okay and i think i've brought this up on the on the podcast before but in studying the quran Okay. I learned that people, there are people, there are hundreds of thousands of people who have committed the entire Quran to memory. That is insane. They can recite the Quran, any passage, any verse, any chapter. Um, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, um, they, 
the the one priest that I that I know who taught me Latin can do that with the Bible. He can just yeah, you know, say a verse, and I'm like, what right, hell, it's very impressive. It's super impressive, um, yeah. So there is like, there there is like a there are certain standardizations as to how it's done, um, but you know it's fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's very common practice to memorize the last chapter first. Okay. Is that just something? Is that feel like just something to do with memory? Like memorize that first, and I'm not sure, Paul. Hmm. I'm not sure. So there's some some kind of strategy to it, but yeah, that's interesting. I I will leave you to your own interpretation of it. You're gonna leave this open ended, Connor. You're gonna. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that that's something though that we also learned is is that like every interpretation of the Quran, like God. This is something that, like, the Quran tells us. I'm, sh- I-, I can't remember exactly, but th- we talked about it in class. Mm-hmm. Is that um, every interpretation is intentional by God? So, okay. go nuts. That's cool. Honestly, yeah, that is think cool. Think about it as yeah, you will. Do what you want. It's, it's, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. With that's really cool. Not only the Quran, but just literal in general. Just yeah, in general. <laughs> that's like it's it's uh, as you. It's yeah. meant to be perceived in any way you want. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. so how about just any, any like conclusive, uh, like things you want to say about Avatar? I will say, uh, uh, just, just, just so you all know, listeners, the show is available on Netflix. If, if you do want to watch it, I highly recommend it. it. It is a great, great show. It's three seasons long, so it's not too long. Each episode's 20 minutes. I th- it's probably about 50 to 60 episodes if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah, I couldn't recommend it any more, uh, than I already have. Very, very great storytelling, satisfying ending, great characters, funny moments, wholesome moments. It, it, it's a, it's a great show. Right, and if you are a listener and you've already watched this show, um, I would like to recommend if you haven't seen it already, I'm sure you've heard about it. Is the Legend of Korra? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't want to like touch upon it too much. Yeah, but... I, yeah, we can talk about it just for a little bit. So this is the well, sequel, I, the sequel show to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right, there are things that you just need to like get past it, see it for its own show mm-hmm. first. It, we, I can confidently say it's not. It's it won't. If you expect it to be as good as Avatar: The Last Airbender, you are insane. That's like expecting the Hobbit trilogy to be as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The <laughs> Hobbit trilogy is still good in its own nature, but comparing it to Lord of the Rings is it, it's an insane thing to do. Legend of Korra is still very entertaining, and I still enjoy the show a lot. But it won't be as good as Avatar: The Last Airbender. I I recommend it. If if you if you like Avatar: The Last Airbender, I think there is mm-hmm. something that is inherently in it, like the writing, whether writing what, was good, what you will, and it introduced um, a lot of stays true, and it introduced a lot of cool new concepts in terms of uh-huh. the bending, and and there were a lot the of the bad guys. The bad guys, bro. The bad guys. I almost want to side with them, like every. They're very time. cool. the The only complaint that I would have of the show, uh, like the major complaint, and, and is the fact that it's four seasons long, and, that, and that's not my complaint. But my complaint is how by the end of each season, a villain is dealt with. So at the beginning I of a kind of like that. So it's like a season per villain. That I I don't think that was bad. The the fact that each season is just a new villain and she beats it. But I, I think the problem there was 
there wasn't like an overarching villain throughout the season. So obviously for Avatar, right. you had the Fire Lord and he was the end goal of season three. While throughout there were other things that were going on and other people they were fighting. So if Legend Korra had like this overarching, like by the end of season four, there was this big villain they were fighting. While throughout you had all these other villains, I would have liked it a lot more. But that's kind of like my only major I complaint. Uh, I see that. I think there are a lot of shows that do that. That's true. There are. Follow that structure. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. has a new mm -hmm. villain. But each, yeah, other other than one. that, like minor complaint, I, I I think it's a very entertaining show. And if you did enjoy Avatar, yeah. I, you would enjoy this show because it has also, it reintroduces. Also check out good Dragon Prince. Also check out the Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince is uh, a net on first. Netflix. And it's it's made by the same people who made Avatar, so it's it's yep. it's a, a really good show too. So yeah, and Sokka's voice actor is one of the main. He characters, is in it. Yeah, so. you'll be like, oh, I I know you. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, those those two shows are also really good to check out. Uh, yeah, and that show is still in the works, so yeah, there's still more you know, coming. You, you and get to enjoy that for a few more years, and we get to. I, and I get supposedly to. Netflix is working on a live action Avatar series, so. Obviously, I, the, the yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender movie by uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Very bad. Never watch it. Bad, bad movie. Don't even, like, look it up. It's so bad. But the live, ac the live action show it could be good. So so I guess we'll have our fingers crossed for that when it comes out. Yeah, I like to keep I like to keep uh, optimistic outlooks whenever it comes to artistic endeavors that mm -hmm. are by people who I have liked in the past. Yep, I get that. The same here. Uh Anyway, are you ready for the Would You Rather? This one I'm actually really excited yes. for. I like this one a lot. I came up with it and I was like, okay. this is a good one. So I'm going to read it first, uh, all the way through. And then I got to explain it before you answer, okay? So would you rather be locked in the blackest room for an hour or in the quietest room for 30 minutes? So the blackest room... It is made, it'd be painted in this, it's currently the, the darkest paint. It's called Black 3.0, and it is it absorbs 99% of light. So let's say you're in a 5x5 five five of a room and it was painted in all this color, and you put a light bulb in the middle, that light bulb wouldn't even reach the walls. It wouldn't It wouldn't reach the floor. It would, it'd be like this, this tiny little thing of light in the middle of this. Like a star in the sky. Yes. So it absorbs a ton of light. It's, it's like you're in a void for this room, and you'd be in it for an hour, this, this complete void. As for the quietest room, this one's a little bit different. So this, the quietest room, this was obtained in like 2015 by the Guinness World Record. It's in Microsoft. Microsoft created this room. It's called the Anoic Chamber. And they made it to test like devices. So they'd put the device in there to test how loud it can get different sound, get the decibels of it. This room is 99.99% sound absorbent. And so your ears will adjust to it, kind of like how your sight adjusts to the, the darkness of, of a room. Obviously, for this blackest room, you, your eyes definitely wouldn't be able to adjust because it does absorb 99% of the light. But your ears would adjust to the complete silence of this room. So you'd get to a point where you would start to hear, and, th and this is what they've said. Like People do have heard this. You get to a point where you start to hear your bones move and your heartbeat what? and your stomach growl. And, and they said sometimes we'll even hear like your lungs work in. And, and the longest someone has stayed in this room, and, and they, they do say this, like at Microsoft, they do like test people. They want to like see how long they can last. And the longest someone has ever lasted was 45 minutes in this room. Oh my God. So, so it's either 30 minutes in this complete silent room where you get to a point where you hear your heart beat. And, and they say, and I, and I don't know 
how this works but like your ears kind of will produce like people have said they hear like high pitched sound like a squeal because maybe it's so quiet and and i think what i read is the room is is negative yeah negative 9.4 dba so it is scarily quiet what's dba uh decibels for uh let me see let me see i'll 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 get i'll get the i'll get the actual actual uh term because i don't want to i don't want to mess it up uh uh weighted weighted decibels so it's it's your you know decibels and that that is insane to be be that quiet or or so 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 you're either in the quietest room for 30 minutes or the darkest room for an hour they would both be two very I, different experiences. Right. I, I'm looking at this from a few different angles. And it's more so just from my fear of the quiet room. I am kind of on your side with that. I, I feel like you get to a point where you start hearing your own heartbeat. You're like, oh. Right. <laughs> or your stomach growl. There, I'm both curious and afraid. Yeah. I, I, so, I feel the same. Because I remember, like, whenever I come home from the city, that alone is quiet. Like, that is quiet enough. Mm-hmm. And it, like... But yeah, we're talking about used to, yeah. pure, just nothing. No sound. They they said if a jet would uh, take off, like, next to the room, you would, like, barely hear, like, a whistle. Like, a very, wow. very light whistle. Like, screeching sound. So insanely quiet i don't know paul i i i don't know if i could take it but at the same time i'm extremely curious i am to know what my bones sound like when they move like i'm like yeah yeah. i'm i'm very interested and like maybe if i cracked my knuckles in this room like yeah hear that like very clearly and i think i would learn something about myself yeah so i think i would do that out of just curiosity now i do i like the the quietest room it looks a little uh like weird like it's there's a lot of in and out moments uh it has yeah it has like spikes in it right yeah it's a very like like, uh yeah yeah it's a very like jagged design i want you to look up though the blackest uh or darkest room and and just like just look at the picture there's a youtube video and, and even if you look it up you'll see pretty much it it looks like whenever like you see an object painted this this color, and, and I'm doing a video game reference here. It looks like the object has yet to been unlocked. So whenever you play a video game, that that object is black until you unlock it. It looks like the the object just hasn't been unlocked yet, painted this color. It's it's that wow. dark. You yeah, see, I have a yeah, like like it just looks like my iPad is turned off. It's 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 insane. Uh, so, so those those were the two. I I would go with the quiet room because I think I am more interested in that one. But I'm very interested in both of them. I I I am very interested in in what both would be like. But but you, you considering and Microsoft doesn't really allow uh, visits to that room. So to be given the option, like the right. chance to go to it, I would, I would think I would take that chance. While I, the the cool thing was with this black paint, the the black three which is the 
the most recent darkest version of paint because there have been companies like competing to get the darkest paint uh starting in like 2014 there was one called uh i forget the name of it but but there have been different like versions of of this darkest paint but black 3.0 is the most recent one and you can buy that one it's actually on the market usually you can't like just buy it as a consumer it is very expensive though it's like 21 dollars for 150 milliliters i believe wow so it's expensive paint. So if you were to, if you wanted to buy enough to paint a room, you you would be spending a lot of money. Yeah. But super interesting. Uh, it is interesting. I, I I do I do like the idea that turning on a light, or like say I brought my phone with me and I turned on the light and then walked a few paces away. And you wouldn't. That's like, interesting. It wouldn't even like you wouldn't notice anything. The, right. Yeah. It, it'd be really cool. Uh. But yeah, yeah, I I think we both we both choose the sound one though. Yeah, I mean, the thing that scares the thing like that if you could make it a little shorter, maybe the, the thing that yeah know. the thing that really scares me is I'm saying 30 minutes and they said the longest someone ever lasted was 45 minutes. Right, so it's right. like maybe we make it 20 or 15 minutes. I don't know, but yeah. It, it'd like be, even if I were say say you're to fall asleep in there, I feel like you'd wake up in a panic. Yeah, I think you would too. Like you're, because you're just not accustomed to that. You you would not. But right. But if you fell asleep in the darkest room, I don't know, it'd be a nice place to nap because it's so dark. Yeah, but that would also like it would also be a surreal experience in the darkest. Yeah, because when you wake up, it'd be like what the fuck? you're like in a void. You you <laughs> seriously feel like you're in a void. You you're nowhere. You you don't even know where you are. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Those th- that was it. Those were the that was the question uh anyway that is that is all we have for for today's episode i hope everyone enjoyed listening yeah and if you liked uh, liked listening yeah consider us consider a subscription consider following the show anything it's free it's so it's so free it's it's crazy how free it is uh f-r-e-e free subscription and and if you could hand them out to you if you have like you know five minutes of extra time after the show uh leave a review on apple Podcasts. that's kind of the big area where reviews really help out so go give it five stars or if you want to write something about the show go ahead and check out our instagram check out our instagram opinion central podcast all one word got it memorized connor it's up in the brain (laughs) <laughs> our, our our twitter is isn't don't I, worry about the twitter don't worry about the twitter, don't worry about the twitter. uh anyway we uh thank you all for listening we really appreciate it hope you all have a great week a uh, great rest of the day and we'll talk to you next week yeah we'll see you next time bye-bye subscribe